Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. So today we're going to follow up on our discussion from yesterday. Yesterday, we answered Blaine's question, which was, how do you identify those who have the potential to grow into leaders? And in summary, the answer was essentially trial by fire. Push them into the deep end and see if they sink or swim. Step up or shrink back. Rise and shine or hole up and take cover. Now we're going to advance the discussion through Jessica Cartwright's great question, which is, what is the greatest challenge people face growing into great leaders of people? Well, there's a terrible mistake that many people make when putting people into positions of leadership. I understand the honorable intent here. I've made the mistake myself in the past, but I wanna prevent hundreds of thousands of you from injuring many great people and maybe spoiling your sensitive and fragile cultures. A while back, a friend of mine, Lewis, was promoted to a senior leadership position. Lewis is a super smart and very talented engineer. He got the promotion because of his superior technical skills and the fact that he was always showing great initiative. He really wanted to succeed in this new leadership role, so he eagerly jumped in to fix all the procedures and methods that he knew were wrong and those that led to crucial missteps in the engineering process. He then insisted that the others meet and adhere to his new methods and standards. But all that did was make everybody miserable and it created animosity and alienation. Several very skilled engineers quit and the department started to spiral. Here's the mistake many make. A superstar emerges in your organization and you give them the proper praise and recognition that they deserve. You might even then give them pay raises or additional bonuses to reward them as well. And that works and they continue to excel. You wish everybody else on your team performed as excellently as they do. And then you make the fatal mistake. You think you are doing the right thing by the superstar and by the business. You promote them. You promote the superstar producer into a leadership position. It is called reward leadership. People being put into positions as a reward for being a great producer, but they don't know the slightest thing about leadership. It's kind of like a kid's sports team. The coach promotes the best player to be the captain of the team. It's a reward, it's status, it's hierarchy in the pecking order. But the kid doesn't know a damn thing about actually leading others. And this is what we are doing inside our offices. Do you see that now? This happens a lot in sales, by the way, and has disastrous results, by the way. Someone becomes a superstar salesperson and the company rewards them by making them a sales leader. And it destroys the superstar and their production. And more significantly, the organization that they were charged to lead is destroyed. So here's a good one for your notes. There is a huge difference between being a leader, which is a pronoun, and leading, which is a verb. You see, most love the idea of being the leader in title, in status, in power and position, but few love or are very good at doing the work of actually leading. Do you see the huge difference? So here's a direct answer to your question, Jessica. Most great producers are not equipped to be great leaders. Just because somebody is a great producer, a great doer, a great engineer, a great salesperson, a great 
banker, a great lawyer, a great dentist, a great plumber, does not mean that they have the slightest idea on how to lead other human beings doing the producing. In fact, it is often because they are so good at the producing part that it makes them bossy and righteous and micromanaging and knee-cutting leaders whose good intentions only oppress, alienate, and disempower others. There's actually a term for this. It is called the producing manager syndrome. You'll recognize people who suffer from this syndrome by the fact that one, they spend most of their time in the weeds of operational detail. Two, they view themselves as doers, not managers. Three, in order to drive short-term results and save time, they jump in and personally take on tasks. Four, they reserve decision-making authority for themselves. Five, they avoid people leadership responsibilities. Six, they are intensely uncomfortable having performance conversation with their team members. Seven, they, are negle they, they neglect employee development for their teams. Eight, this perpetuates skill gaps on their teams and forms a habit of reliance on them as the leader. Nine, because they are doing so much of the work themselves, the leader feels justified that they have no time to develop anyone. 10, they don't see how their own behavior creates and reinforces this vicious cycle. The bottom line is this, they revert to what they know best, producing. Producing managers slash leaders have spent their entire careers being rewarded for their personal subject matter expertise. It's how they got the job to begin with, and it's a very important part of their identity continuing to be the hero with their productive work is very validating to them. And that's tough to walk away from. And quite frankly, they don't know any other way. They don't know leadership. So then, what do you do about this, Jessica, and everybody else? Well, A, you first find out if the person you're planning to put in a leadership position wants to be in a leadership position. They need to understand that it means they will no longer be able to do much of any of the thing that they're great at, technically, as a producer, and probably love to do. What they will be doing now is producing other great producers. They will no longer be in engineering. They will no longer be in sales or banking or lawyering or dentistry or plumbing. They will be in the people business. And trust me, that is far more complicated and technical than any other sort of expertise work. I remember a discussion with Elon Musk. He was explaining how being a CEO or a leader of any kind is like having a filter for the crappiest problems in the company. He said, you have to work on the problems the company needs you to work on, not the problems you wanna work on. And as a leader, now being in the people business, those crappiest problems are usually going to be people problems, people that you need to get into the organization, people that you need to upgrade and improve, people that you need to get out of the organization. Not everyone earnestly wants that job. That is what you have to identify first. And then B, do they have the actual people and leadership skills to develop and grow a team and build a cohesive culture of excellence, passionate engagement, and high performance? And since the world has changed so radically, and since the workplace culture has changed so radically, it's likely they don't, or at least they will need a serious modern day upgrade in order to meet the challenges of this brave new world that we find ourselves in. So what do you do? You get them the training that they need, training designed in and for the modern world. This is the problem that I ran into when trying to upgrade and train my own team. 
there's a lot of old, very outdated, and thus useless and ineffective leadership training out there. It is why I did the hard work of creating the hero's journey, mapping out the exact development cycle that one needs to experience and go through to rise up to be the heroic modern leader that you need them to be for your team, for your company, for your clients, for your mission, for your legacy, and for your future. So Jessica and everybody else here, anyone you need to be a positive influence, a leader of any kind in your organization, be that at home, at church, in your neighborhood, or in your community, get them enrolled in the hero's journey. It's exactly the training you need and you need them to have in order for them to be the leader you need them to be. I wouldn't be suggesting this so strongly if I didn't believe this so strongly. Trust me, you will thank me for this later and they will thank you for pushing them to later as well. Just go to heroesjourney.com this instance. And dare daily friends, confess yourself. Do you have a tendency to operate as a producer manager more often than a leader? You heard the description, right? Tell us what other epiphanies hit you today as well. 